The following is a podcast brought to you by the Faith Community at the Torch in Clock Tower Plaza, Morgantown, Pennsylvania, and Pastor Brett Swales, and is dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peaceably, simply together, the love of Jesus filling every heart. Welcome to the Walk in Jesus podcast, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for walking with Jesus Christ in a Christian life without confusion, hassle, or stress. I'm your host, Pastor Brett Swales, so let's get moving. Why am I here? The great philosophical question for the unsaved, what is the meaning of life? In other words, what are we all here for, after all? Freud said it was all about sexual gratification while the Epicureans, the Stoics, and the Greek philosophers all disagreed and searched for their own answer to the question of why we are here. The great Viennese writer Viktor Frankl said that what man searches for is whatever puts meaning in his life. I had to agree with him. My own search for meaning has taken me a long, long way and far too many years. I feel qualified to answer. Years ago, Merle Stoltzfus asked me to come up with a sermon. As I stood in a lengthy line that week, waiting for something at the drugstore, I picked up a small book called Why on Earth Am I Here? by Rick Warren. Indeed. I had asked this question many, many times. Let me elaborate. It really started me thinking about my own past and my search for and finally my discovery of meaning. It was unexpected. I wanted to share some of that with you. I was only 23 years old when I married my wife, Carol. I also decided to get back in touch with my estranged father. He had a bunch of KFC franchises and told me that if I could be and learn to be a quality manager, that it would make me wealthy. For two and a half years, I ran stores in Schenectady, Rotterdam, New York, Saratoga, and finally Glens Falls, New York. In the summer of 1979, Dad and I were getting ready to build my first store in Piqua, Ohio, in the following spring. Unfortunately, Dad died in a motorcycle wreck on August 3, 1979, and working with his widow was impossible. After the death of my father and promised business partner, Carol and I floated around the continental United States like a band of gypsies. I want you all to know of my foolishness. Perhaps it will be of use to somebody. From Saratoga, New York, We traveled to Boston, Massachusetts, and then out to Ohio. All of that spent in a restaurant business as we continued on with the move all the way to San Antonio, Texas, where my best friend lived. I found some meaningless work at a tax and accounting firm where I put 25,000 miles on a brand new car in a single year. After that year, we decided to continue on to Denver, Colorado, where I started additional flight ratings 
and continued with my recreational skiing. For some reason, I found Denver meaningful. However, after a little over a year, Carol's dad then made us a business offer to come back to Pennsylvania and to supervise and fly for his business. This we did for two and a half years. Looking back, I was indeed looking for reason and purpose in my life, and I didn't find much of any meaning in my life until 1982 when we are living in Elverson, Pennsylvania. That's when I was saved. I must here confess that I still wanted to be a rich person. Life meant something, but was over all too fast when we were forced to sell our airplane. There, at Hopewell Church, I met an investor and was about to move when Rusty Richards, a friend, said something cryptic to me. It is not your ministry, he said. I didn't know what he meant. We subsequently did move to Norfolk, Virginia to build and run a Subway franchise. Anyway, I certainly did, in fact, come to find out that owning a Subway restaurant was not my ministry. Subway was small at that point, with less than 500 stores in the world. It didn't make money, and I was miserable. After that business concluded, I spent 10 years in Tampa, building a maid service that we started with my wife and I, and finally back to Pennsylvania in 1996. While in Florida, I was also a flight instructor, and I wrote books for Entrepreneur Magazine. I feel as though I have been everywhere and done so many things. Psalm 138, 8, in the English Standard Version, says, The Lord will fulfill his promise for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. And then there is this, Job chapter 5, verses 12 and 13, the Good News Translation. He upsets the plans of cunning people and traps the wise in their own schemes so that nothing they do succeeds. And on fear, the Bible teaches in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, There is no fear in love, Perfect love drives out all fear. So then, love has not been made perfect in anyone who is afraid, because fear has to do with punishment. You know, I actually walked on flaming coals with a man named Anthony Robbins. You may have heard of him. I did it three times, once in New Jersey and twice at Disney World in Orlando, trying to find purpose in my life. I survived with some minor burns, but found no meaning in any of this at all. What utter foolishness. You know, self-help books and seminars all suggest that you try to discover the meaning and purpose of your life by looking within yourself. But author Rick Warren says that this is wrong and a wrong place to start. I decided that he is right. You must begin, he said, with God, your creator, and his reasons for creating you. You were made by God and for God. 
And until you understand that, life will never make complete sense. Again, I had to agree. Let me say this. I discovered that self-worth and net worth are not the same. Having more will not make you more secure. I stop and I think about Bernie Madoff's escalating Ponzi scheme and the way it all ended for him. He became a social pariah. I recall the stories of when the rich and moneyed people jumped out of their office windows the day the stock market crashed in 1929. Now I tell you plain and simple, self-worth and net worth are simply not the same. 2 Timothy 1.9 He saved us and called us to be his own people, not because of what we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. He gave us this grace by means of Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. You are saved by service. You are not saved by service. Pardon me. But you are saved for service. Let me repeat that. You are not saved by service, but you are saved for service. In God's kingdom, you see, you have a place, a purpose, a role, and a function to fulfill. I just did not understand this earlier in my life. This purpose that God gives gives your life unimaginable significance and value. Paul concluded, because of God's great mercy, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service. When Jesus healed Peter's sick mother-in-law, she instantly stood up and began to serve Jesus. This was using her new gift of health. This is what we are called to do. You know, we are healed to help others. We are blessed to become a blessing. We are saved to serve, not to sit around and wait for heaven. You are not supposed to sit around waiting to find wealth and privilege. Once you're saved, God intends to use you for his goals. And this is where I made my big discovery. God has a ministry for you and for me in his church and a mission for all of us who would be saved in the world. You are called to serve God. Rick Warren said this, and I believe that it's true. After serving in worship teams since 1982, I personally feel that I was called to help Pastor Merle Staltzfus in another way, in a small church upon a hill. It may not sound like much, but the reward was intensely satisfying. You can have this, too. If Merle asked you to preach a lesson, or teach a Sunday school lesson, or even clean the floors, well, hallelujah, you'll be doing Christian ministry. And how does it feel? It felt to me like something fantastically rewarding. If God is calling you to establish a small in-house Bible study, for instance, you have a ministry. 
Perhaps you have a ministry to tell others about the love of Jesus Christ. Well, carry on. We are all part of a royal priesthood, as Scripture tells us. Onward. I no longer believe as if I have to make a lot of money to show myself approved unto the world. I no longer feel that I have to own many material things in order to qualify as a successful person. Jesus Christ did this for me, and he can do it for you. Submit yourselves unto his mercy, no matter how brief or how long. I cannot in any way recommend this too strongly, for we are healed to help others. We are blessed to become a blessing. We are saved to serve. Brothers and sisters, we all are truly saved to serve. Amen. This podcast was brought to you by the faith community at The Torch in Clock Tower Plaza, Morgantown, Pennsylvania, and me, Pastor Brett Swales, and is dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peacefully, simply, together. The love of Jesus filling every heart. Good day.